I've always been intrigued with this uh, particular title of Christ uh, because of what it, what it means. In John 6 and 35, it says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Welcome back uh, to A Word of Grace. Uh, it's Monday, November 30th. Uh, we hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Um, Derek, when do, the, when do the Christmas decorations go up at your place? Almost immediately. Okay. Uh, usually within a day or so after Thanksgiving. Okay, real or fake tree? Uh, fake tree. Go fake, okay. Yeah. You have stockings that you hang up and yes, everything. Okay. Yes. You have stockings for the kittens. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> How do you go about naming your cats? I know your cats have double double names. Yes. Where, where did you choose the? Did you uh, just they like just the came. Names? They they just came out of my head. <laughs> you know, I, there was nothing special that occurred. Uh, I just look at them and they look like that name that I'm going to name them. Naming. Sort of like Adam. You know, when he was naming the animals in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting. Uh, th- that's neat. Um, I, I've I've wondered about that. Uh-huh. I mean, I, he didn't call them English names, of course. I, I wouldn't guess, but uh, not. I wouldn't guess. I know he didn't, but um, not sure what language he spoke. Mm-hmm. But he called those animals or whatever. What a responsibility! I mean, when you name a child or something. That's a huge responsibility. Yes, it is. Uh, you hear some people's names, and and you, you think it's almost like it's almost like uh, you know a little bit of uh, really unfair to name your children if you have a if you have a last name, and then you name your child something that doesn't go along with that last right. name. And I think I'm trying to think of an example. I can't right now, but it's a huge responsibility. Right. Some kids are are labeled with a moniker that will stick with them for life that is is, is truly an embarrassment. Yeah. And names you always see uh the most popular names people tend to go with very very traditional names and names that were popular in the 1920s aren't popular right. anymore. We don't right. see a lot. I mean I, I shouldn't say any names because maybe the people have the names that yes. are, that are listening but <laughs> <laughs> Certain names have have gone away, and I'm sure the names that are very popular today are going to go away. Well, it gives us um, a good segue into our discussion. We're starting a new series of about eight, maybe nine discussions until mid-December when we're going to cut this off for a couple of weeks um, on the names of Christ, and there are many names. Yes, we're only doing yes. nine. So Lord willing, if we're still doing the podcast next Christmas, maybe we can come back and do another series. And we may not choose our listeners' favorite ones. Uh, we just kind of randomly picking some that we want to discuss. But Warren Wearsby, I wrote it in my Bible, every name that he wears is a blessing that he shares. Each name of Christ, to that. yeah. Each name of Christ has some sort of different nuance to present him in some sort of uh, in some sort of way that blesses us. Um, 
Mary and Joseph didn't have the option to choose a name. Right. They were given that right. name, Jesus. That's the primary name, of course. Uh, or Joshua, God saves, all mm-hmm. the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to go into Old Testament, New Testament, and we look forward to that over the next couple of weeks and hope you'll be a part of it. If uh, over the Christmas break or, or uh, whatever you want to go back and listen to some of the episodes you've missed, we encourage you to do that. I just checked. We're, we're like four away from 800 downloads on our podcast, which I think that. is, I'm encouraged by that, about 30 listeners. So we appreciate that. And if it blesses you, we encourage you to pass it on. The names of Jesus. Derek, um, what is our first name we're going to be discussing? And I'm going to give you the floor here for a minute, get us started. Okay. The, uh, the first name we're going to uh, discuss is the bread of life. And I'd like to say that uh, I, I love the Jewish culture, especially back in that day, because they didn't just use abstract names. Names meant something. Uh, all names, and and there would be names that God would name that uh, would be associated with certain situations, maybe a war or whatever the case may be. So each name meant something, and even more so with Jesus Christ, the bread of life. And I've always been intrigued with this uh, particular title of Christ uh, because of what it what it means. In John six and thirty five, it says, "I am the bread of life." Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Jesus is referred to as the I am in Scripture, and the Greek ego eimi is used 23 times in the New Testament pertaining to Jesus Christ. And in uh, the book of John, Christ himself states seven, uh, makes seven I am statements to reflect uh, his relationship to the world and, and uh, salvation. Uh, I am, of course, is the covenant name of God, uh, of the name of uh, Yahweh from Exodus 3 and 14, we find that. And as you've already stated, Jesus or Yeshua means Jehovah saves or Jehovah is salvation. But the metaphor that uh, Christ used, bread, should uh, evoke in our thinking uh, the imagery of sustenance. And uh, I'll go on, but I'll let you talk. Well, I was going to ask, let's, let's pause for a second on the I am. So you're calling back to the burning bush incident where God, where Moses says, who, who shall I tell Pharaoh sent me? What is your name? Right. It's I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I am completely an independent being. Uh, I exist on my own. Amen. So you're saying that Christ using those statements specifically recorded in John. In fact, in John 8, 58, he, even, he just uses that term before Abraham was, I yes. am. Yes. But, but in the bread of life, and for instance, the vine and the light of the world, he prefaces that by saying, I am. So you're saying mm-hmm. that is really a claim to deity, aren't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, so that would be the first part of even before right. we get to the bread of life mm-hmm. aspect is that Jesus, Jesus says that that he is the he is the I am. So you quoted from John six. This is where Jesus uses that term, bread of life. Right. Um, besides calling himself deity, um, what's the context of that story? What's the preliminary to that? Well, the context of that story is Jesus Christ was uh, feeding uh, a multitude, and he did so by taking a little boy's lunch, five loaves of bread and two uh, two fish. 
and he fed this large multitude with uh, a lot left over. Well, as a result of that, these people followed him, but they had ulterior motives. Their, their desire was only another free meal. They had totally neglected to see that the Messiah was in their presence and he was offering them eternal life. These, these people, um, I, I read something interesting, maybe you did mm-hmm. as you prepared too, that the Jews believed Messiah would renew the miracle of the manna. Right. What did they think? Did, I read that, I mean... <laughs> Honestly, I can't prepare for this as much as I prepare for a sermon, you know, the hours that I would track things down. And mm-hmm. I read that this morning, and I'm thinking, did they did they think the Messiah would come and literally rain food from heaven to provide for them? Is that is that what they hoped? Did, did, is that what you think? Yeah, I, I know we're I, speculating I, a little I, bit. But. I don't know. I, I do think that, of course, initially they wanted uh, him to come to deliver them from Roman oppression. But uh, I think if we look at what occurred after the, uh, the miracle of feeding these, this multitude, it was like, show us another trick. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we want a, a dog and pony show. Mm-hmm. We want you to rain down manna if we need it. We want you to do whatever it is and, and do it at the drop of a hat. And Jesus more or less rebuked them in letting them know that they failed to, to recognize what was really happening. One of the things even that I read was they thought the Messiah would show them the location of the Ark of the Covenant and find the manna that was stored in there. I mean, it's almost wow. like a superstitious... Yeah. Um, again, I didn't track that down, mm-hmm. but I think you nail it as far as... It's like he just did an amazing miracle. Right. Do it again. And you were totally oblivious to right. that. The, the significance right. of it. The mm-hmm. The... Verses in chapter 6, like 30, 34, give us this bread. And Jesus immediately, I think when we understand that context of them wanting manna, is maybe they thought this was it. Right. Maybe they thought him mm-hmm. providing this bread. Mm-hmm. Okay, do it again. Keep, continue to do it like our fathers had it. And Jesus says there at the beginning of this, before he gets to the portion about the bread of life, he says, um, uh, truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses right. who gave you the bread from heaven, mm-hmm. but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting after we talked about the different heavens, right. too. Okay. Moses did not give you the bread from the atmosphere. I think right. that's what that means. Okay. But God is giving you the true bread from the God's dwelling place dwelling. of God. <laughs> is that what you think, too? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I don't want to step out too far, but I... I think that's an appropriate way to say it. Mm-hmm. This isn't bread of an earthly nature right. that is going to feed you mm-hmm. physically. God is giving you true bread. What was the word you said was important? Uh, so, um, I was listening, but uh, oh, sustenance. You right. said sustenance okay. was mm-hmm. the key. Like physical bread, we all need that mm-hmm. um, to be physically sustained. But right. Jesus isn't talking about not that, a, right? Not at all. And, and I'm reading, the, uh, I would like to read the passage where he actually rebukes them. In uh, John 6, 26 and 27, he says, it says, Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me, not because you saw signs, but, you, but 
but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not labor for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. But they totally missed that. Jesus isn't offering something to satisfy them physically, as mm -hmm. you're saying. Um, why do you think they missed that? I think that's... Well, of course, they were, they were blind, mm -hmm. uh, spiritually blind, but at the same time, uh, truth was, uh, was before them. As a matter of fact, truth was embodied in Jesus Christ, and they literally rejected that truth. Hmm. So, uh, actually, they put their own eyes out. Hmm. Yeah, and more interested in earthly satisfaction mm -hmm. than heavenly. This, the idea isn't that we are, it's a metaphor, and we understand that. We're not, uh, Jesus isn't really bread. He is symbolically the spiritual bread that we need for life. Amen. We partake of that initially through salvation for eternal life, but we need to be nourished on him throughout our lives Amen. for our spiritual sustenance. Amen. Is that In the same way that you hear people say, and I think the concept comes from the Bible, uh, bread is the staff of life. It is that which fulfills the necessity that sustains life. Uh, and I, I took a, a point from you, uh, being that you like to use alliteration, and I came up with three T's, and I'm sure you're familiar with this. I, I, as we look at the bread of life, I, I saw his title, his town, and his trough. Uh, his title, of course, he's the bread of life. His town, Micah 5 and 2 said that he would be born in Bethlehem, and Bethlehem means house of bread. And then his trough, a manger, which was a feeding trough for uh, livestock. So I think the Lord was trying to come at it from different angles to say, hey, this is who you're looking for and partake of him, eat of him, believe in him. And that actually, when he asked them to do that later in the chapter, and our encouragement would be for you to reflect on John 6 yourselves, is saying, you must eat of my flesh. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. What did he mean by that? We're not talking about cannibalism here. Right. What did he mean by right. you must and eat of I my flesh? May I read the passage Go ahead. That? Yes, yeah, please. In uh, John 6, 53 and 54, it says, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life. And that life is re referring to Zoe life or uncreated life, life that comes from God himself. Uh, and then it says in verse 54, whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and I will raise him up at the last day. Of course, this is an analogy. And the analogy of drinking and uh, eating and drinking uh, is the physical aspect of that. But he's saying to believe in me and by, uh, to answer your question, by eating his flesh and drinking his blood, we're not literally doing that as cannibals, but what we're doing is we are consuming Christ. We're not just tasting him. We're consuming him and saying, I accept all of you, and I place my destiny in your hands. And this drove them away from Jesus. Right. exactly. In fact, this is that familiar section where 
they all leave him. Right. And Jesus turns to the disciples and asks, you going to leave also? And their response mm-hmm. was, where else will we go? You have the words mm-hmm. of life. Right. So when Jesus says in our theme verse, John six thirty five, uh, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. What is the promise that he's granting those who do consume Christ or enter into him completely by faith? Well, in essence, he's promising them salvation, first of all. And secondly, he's uh, promising them uh, eternal sustenance that it would be a, the belief in him that will sustain them all the way throughout eternity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, that is what will uh, allow a person to go to heaven. And this offer is, it's almost too good to be true. Uh, in the, uh, earlier, when we were together, we got one of these calls uh, that we all get you know, these wonderful offers that are totally ridiculous, ridiculous. but trying to tie you into something. Mm-hmm. And we both said, what, what do we do when we get those? Hello, you've won a, you know, click. <laughs> Sometimes this offer seems almost too good to be true, mm-hmm. but it is true. Right. right. Um, people seeking satisfaction and sustenance in this life will will find themselves to be dry Amen to that. And, mm-hmm. and unsatisfied. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a huge meal on Thanksgiving. Okay, we have a, a feast. Right. And we're eating later in the day. Right. We're eating again the next day. Right. That, even that huge... We may maybe, be even eating again that night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the, the meal of the year is not enough to tide us right. over for a couple of hours. Right. I mean, we're having a meal, and maybe half an hour later, we're having a couple pieces of pie. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. there, th- this life does not satisfy. One of the things in the study uh, was, was written by a, an individual saying, life is famine. This life mm-hmm. is famine. Mm-hmm. Unable to satisfy. So we come to Christ as needy beggars, And there will be no spiritual hunger after receiving Jesus. And even that, even that, though that spiritual hunger is satiated to some degree, then even the natural aspect of of things is is satisfied because your desires change. I appreciate you saying that. You're you're almost saying that. what is, what is it, Psalm 73, is it 25? Whom have I in heaven but thee? And what yeah. else, this is a horrible quoting of it, but what else do I need? That, you know, That's right. You, yeah. are, the, you right. are my portion forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, other, what other thing in heaven or on earth could possibly bring me any further satisfaction mm-hmm. than this relationship I have with Jesus Christ? Mm-hmm. And so we... we we want to think deeply about Jesus by thinking about his names throughout this Christmas, leading up into Christmas, uh, because even even people in our community who may put out a nativity or or give a nod to religious activities during Christmas appreciate Jesus as the baby, but then when we get to chapters like this or teaching like this, right, right. 
they tend to be like the people in the passage yeah, and absolutely. they and they miss it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Christians sometimes too can be led astray by other desires and instead of being completely satisfied with Christ. Is, was, would yeah, that be a and, warning? And that speaks to the fact that, okay, we're fallen for one thing, and yet we have uh, eternity placed in our heart according to, uh, what is it, uh, Ecclesiastes 3 and 11. The Lord has placed that hunger there. We have a hunger, and it's unfortunate some people don't know what they're hungry for. You know, it's not like, uh, well, let me go look in the refrigerator and, and let's stoke my hunger and see what, what I'm going to come up with. But we have this innate hunger that means we go on in pursuit of something, but we don't know what it is until our eyes have been opened by God and we see that Christ within his own body has placed a feast before us that will ultimately feed us and satiate us for all eternity. So good. And we've got about, you know, 20, 25 days now before Christmas, and uh, hopefully this will be a good kickstart for you um, just to consider Christ as the all-satisfying bread of life. Um, we'll look at another name on Wednesday. If there is a name of Christ that you uh, treasure or want to hear us discuss, we encourage you to email us at gracebaptistromeo at gmail.com. The best way would be to text our church, 586-752-4280. I mentioned we have about maybe 30 listeners, it looks like. We would love to grow that only for the sake of others hearing God's word. Um, but it would be it would be encouraging to, to tackle a, a name that you would submit, so we uh, would love for you to do that. Um, or again, pass this on to a friend, point them to the website, or share with them the podcast details and... It's a blessing, as always, to talk to you, Derek. Any, any and to you, Pastor. Words? Okay, all right, good enough. We'll leave it at that, and Lord willing, talk to you on Wednesday.